on Unsportsmanlike Conduct, we talk about college basketball and who really is the best team. I think both of them might just be in this state. Also, we talk about the NFL playoff bracket and what's going on there. All the teams really were supposed to win one. We'll talk about some very interesting matchups coming up this weekend. We'll also have our annual stud and duds at the end of the podcast. All that and more coming up on Unsportsmanlike Conduct next. And welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Andrew McDonald, and across from me, as usual, is Evan Petzold. Still working on getting someone else in here, trying to figure that out, but nevertheless, this is where we're at right now. Uh, second week of the semester, pushing through, and uh, you know you got the playoffs going on, but really, I mean, if you're in the state and you're paying attention to sports, it's been all about the college basketball teams lately, and that's why we got to talk about it today, but Evan, how are we doing? Ty is battle, closed his eyes, put a rock in his sling, swung it in circles, and absolutely dismantled Goliath, the Duke Blue Devils. I mean, I, I just want to jump right into it. I'll just jump right into our first segment because I don't even care. What a game. Okay, yeah, what a game. Tyus Battle, 32 points. Last night, that was phenomenal. I mean, that was your David and Goliath right there. That was your unranked Syracuse Orange earning a 95-91 win over Duke. Who's the Goliath in this situation? Ranked number one. I mean, first and foremost, kudos to Jim Beheim and, yeah, say, and Jim, Syracuse. Jim Beheim does I mean, these kind of things. It's not like this is unheard of. Syracuse does get wins. But but still, to knock off the number one team in the nation as an unranked, I, I don't oh, really was, care it, what you I say. Mean, it's yeah. impressive. It's it, impressive. Oh, yes, absolutely. But what does this I'm mean? But what does this mean, though? That's what matters, right? I get it. They won. But what does it mean? And that's our first segment, right? I mean, is is what does this really mean for college basketball? Uh, I think it means that it's definitely leaving an interesting debate for if the two best teams in the country are honestly right within the state. I mean, it seriously is starting to come down to that um, right now. And it, it looks like Michigan is going to get the number one spot. I mean, they played Wisconsin this weekend, um, unless they follow them, which it is a road game. I mean, never never take anything easy when you go play at Wisconsin. Road game in Madison. And, and, and you're definitely thinking ahead now at this point. You have a whole week off to think about it. On ESPN. Duke, Duke, yeah, Duke, they, Duke lost, mm-hmm. you know, to start the week. You're like, okay, you know what, maybe, you know, maybe this game, we'll, we'll just get, get by this game and then we're the number one team in the country. You know, players can say they don't think about that as much as they want to. You kidding me? Those like Some of those players like Jordan Poole that live off a of hype, they're thinking about being number one in the country and they want to be number one in the country. So, like, yeah, there's there there is all that and everything, and there is the the possible look past the factor. Do I think Michigan will? No, they've been a pretty locked in team all year. Whenever they've had to, I think they'll probably get the job done. But Duke loses, so their hands down going to drop out. I mean, they played two less games than Michigan until I mean one last game than Michigan now. So I mean, it's not even like a question when you have two losses and the other team has none with the wins that Michigan has on the resume this year. They're going to be number one. But then the, also the other debate is is Michigan State. I mean, they're they're number six in the country. Sure, they're still behind a couple other teams. I think you could definitely make the argument that Virginia is definitely better than them because they're undefeated as well. But Tennessee and Gonzaga, Gonzaga did beat Duke. I guess everybody rates Duke pretty high, but Michigan State has some pretty good wins up their belt themselves, and they've been around all season. Are these two teams like? Can could they be? I mean, by the end of the year when they when they meet up, you know, I think I don't know when the official date is. I got it right here in front of me somewhere. February twenty fourth will be the first time they play. That game will be at Michigan. Then March 9th to end the year will be um, at uh, in East Lansing. So they do play twice, but it doesn't come to the end of the year. Is there a possibility by the time that those two meet? I mean, is this a realistic possibility? Not, I mean, the teams have to lose in front of them probably, in front of Michigan State. They could be one and two in the country. If not, if they're not ranked that, could they honestly be the first and second best teams in the country? 
I mean, it's possible. And what a matchup that would make for. I mean, that would take me back to the Ohio State-Michigan games when it was, you know, one versus two, and, and my dad would toss in, you know, uh, an old VCR tape or whatnot that he used to record the old, you know, Michigan-Ohio State football games on and show me those. And, and man, like what like what a event that would be. Is it possible? Yeah. Do I think it's going to happen? No way. No way. I don't see it happening. I, I, I see Michigan losing a game in there. I see Michigan State probably losing a game or two, mm-hmm. a game or two, because I, I, I don't really know about Michigan State yet. They, they have not shown me enough. They just haven't. You, you Cassius Winston, and, and I understand what he brings to your team as a point and guard, and he gets the job done. Matt McQuaid, a, a nice dark horse off the bench that can hit the three ball. And I understand that, but it really does come down to, in my opinion, Nick Ward, who's averaging 16.6 per game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's the key that Just team. under seven rebounds. He's the key, but there was times last year where he didn't show up, where he had a bad attitude, where he wasn't, where he wasn't locked in. He wasn't mentally focused like the rest of them, and I think that that's what it comes down to. Until I see the focus from Nick Ward, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that Michigan State's going to be able to to rise much higher than you know a, a four or five spot. But Michigan, on the other hand, they've got they've got a nice schedule. They do. They don't really have a, a true true tough opponent until they play Michigan State. They've got the by only, the part of the their only, schedule that was yeah, supposed to kill them, honestly. So the only the only ranked <laughs> opponents they have right now: Indiana at twenty five, Iowa at twenty three, and Maryland at nineteen. And that's what you got. So I think there's a there's a true possibility because they do have enough of those ranked. I mean, they have three ranked teams left, but they're not ranked teams that kind of jump out at me. But they're ranked teams, so that'll keep them up there in that one and two slot. Even if maybe they lose a game, they'd still. They should still sit in the top they, three. Yeah, it depends on where they lose that. I mean, I think, yeah, it depends on when they lose it and who they lose it to. If they lose to, like, Penn State, yeah, they're probably going to drop by, like, the top five. But if they, if they, like, lose to a team that's ranked, like, Maryland or something, and it's, like, a close game and it's on the road or whatever, they, I mean, they would probably still stay near the top three at that point um, just because it would be their first loss. But, yeah, I mean, you look at it, and it's not just saying it just because you want it to happen. We're saying it because this is realistic. Like, this is what... It's happening here. I mean, Michigan is – they have – I mean, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana. Indiana's team they've already beat. Ohio State, Iowa, Rutgers, Wisconsin again, Penn State, Maryland again. Not again, that'll be the first thing they play in Minnesota, and they play Michigan State. I mean, that's – those are all teams that you would expect Michigan to beat. I mean, yes, they're undefeated, so you probably expect them to beat everybody right now in the country. But it's like – Seriously, I, I just don't see any of those teams really beating them. Now, will they probably get tripped up? Yes. I mean, that's in college basketball, it just happens. It's unexpected. Eventually, it does happen. If they really went undefeated, I mean, that would be hands down the most unpredictable thing I think you could have probably said coming in this year is that Michigan would go undefeated in the regular season. I, did not and, and be, I didn't think they'd be this good. Oh, not 17 not a, and 0. No. Not a chance, dude. I thought for sure. I mean, I didn't think Villanova would be that bad, but I definitely thought they would lose to Villanova early in the year. I definitely thought North Carolina was still a better I team than Purdue Michigan. would get them. Yeah, something like that. Like, like one, of, one of these better Big Ten teams they played early in the year, I thought that they would beat them or something. I thought, even like, I thought, I thought a South Carolina might be able to come in and make some noise. Yeah, I, just, I, you know, they're... Yeah, just because they, they were lost. I mean, they lost Mo Wagner. They they lost you know Duncan Robinson. They lost Muhammad Ali or Rockman. Rockman. Mm-hmm. They lost their offensive production. That was seventy percent of it. And when you lose that and are still able to come back and play that good, it says a lot. Michigan State still has the games that concern you with the okay. Kansas is Kansas. They're not a bad team, but they lose to Kansas early in the year. That's early in the year. You could scratch that off. But still, 
With the loss that they had um, not that long ago, who was the team that they lost to? Louisville. Louisville. Louisville's not nearly what they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. Losing that game earlier in the year, I mean, yeah, it was still a little bit earlier, but and they're obviously in a win and, streak and now. And the twenty point win over UCLA made up for made up for you know that mistake. Maybe I would say I yeah, know but, they okay. and 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 you know what they beat Iowa, who was ranked at the time. They beat Ohio State at the time, um, re ranked fourteenth. I think that some of those wins make up for it, but still, there's those question marks for sure. No, it's that's the thing is. We've seen Michigan State go along in seasons before where they show these little the signs of not being as good early in the year, making the mental errors, and that's why they've lost games. Now, do I think this team is much better as a team? Yes. Michigan State looks a lot better playing right now as a team than they have in the past years when they have Milo Bridges and everything else. Like Cassius Winston is running this offense very good. Nick Ward looks like he's a lot more mature and playing a lot better basketball this year. They seem to be a lot better of a team, and they seem like they're definitely a team that can compete for a Big Ten championship just as well as Michigan. I mean, that's conference record, and right now they're doing just as good as Michigan in that category. So it. It'll be interesting to see what happens when they when they both get to the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I look at it and I say to myself, sure, you probably still got to give Virginia a little bit of credit because they're undefeated and they could probably be the number two team in the country. Tennessee, like, one loss. Yeah, I mean, they've been really good this year too. And, and Gonzaga with the win over Dukes is a lot, but two losses. I mean, that, that's a toss-up with Michigan State. I wouldn't say they're that much better. The win over Duke is definitely better than any win that Michigan State has. But, I mean, Duke's a team that's beatable now too and I think people just need to realize that that's that's the biggest thing is like you know they get all this hype because they simply have Zion Williamson playing in the, playing the post and that's what everybody looks at Zion Zion no one can beat Zion that's all it is and it's it, they're not I mean they have two losses now <laughs> and this one wasn't to anybody that was ranked it was to a team that came into their house and beat them and scored 95 points I mean that's a team that could easily lose in the NCAA tournament later on down the road so don't tell me that Duke's just that much better than everybody else Michigan plays like a team they look like the number one team in the country to me, and it's not just because of the wins they had early in the year. They've just taken care of business, man. They've done their job. They've won the games they had to win, and they've won most of them by double digits. So you think Duke is overhyped? Oh, yes. Well, I'm 14-2. and two. They're not that good. They're not that good. Everyone's acting like this Duke team is so much better than anything they've ever had in the past. They've had teams that are better than this, I think. I mean, they're good, but they've lost at home. I mean, at home to an unranked team, that's not like Duke. Duke doesn't do that. They don't, they don't do that in front of the camera. Get crazy. That doesn't happen. Doesn't happen very often. I mean, to, I mean, like, yeah, sure. Losing to Gonzaga's. I mean, Gonzaga's a good team. That could have happened earlier in the year. I get it. And it's early in the season. In a, a tournament, players. in a tournament too. In a tournament, neutral yeah. site. But this is the kind of game where you just expected them to shut down Syracuse at some point. And that's just what happens in basketball. Sometimes teams don't miss shots. And some of the shots that Syracuse is putting in, you know, midway through that game. Oh my gosh, they were ridiculous. I mean, the one early in the game. I mean, did you see the start of the, the game? Did you watch the start of the game? Mm-hmm. 14 to 2. I mean, they were winning 14 to 2, and this team came back to win this game. I don't care if that's the start of the game. If that was against anybody else, you just said there's no way that Duke, if they're the number one team in the country, is going to let Syracuse come back and win this game. So they fell to that zone. They couldn't couldn't cap it enough and allowed Syracuse to be able to come back with definitely some good shooting. They definitely had a good shooting night. Andy, I mean, Andy just jumped in the fiery furnace and made a burning hot take. <laughs> Zion, who? And I, I agree. Okay, I'm not saying he's no, a bad no, no, I player. Agree. I'm not saying I he's agree. a bad, bad player. No, you're saying Zion who? Because I'm not saying I don't know if he's no, but all no, he's talked up to me. No, no way. Hang on. I'm not trying to tell you what you think, but I'm just saying I think we're on the same page, and I want to see if if you agree now when I when I say this. Zion is so overhyped. Zion is hyped to be the best player since I, I don't know. He's God sent. Okay. He's he's he's. Jesus reincarnated. I, I don't know. That that's how they make him out to be, right? It's all about Zion. Zion this, Zion that. Literally, like he he's been sent down from heaven. 
That's kind of what the vibe is. But you know what a player that's that that hyped does? They win games. They're clutch. Zion's not a clutch player. Okay? RJ Barrett is a clutch player. Okay, that that is that is a definition of a clutch player. Zion Williamson, he's not clutch. Okay, I mean you can even go on this list. Trey Jones, clutch. Cam Reddish, clutch. But Zion, 6'7, 285. He doesn't have the body to be a clutch player. He is not, he is not your last second shot, pull up from three, get the job done, game in and game out. He is so he's put on this pedestal so high, but guess what he can't do? He can't get the job done. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with Duke in general right now. They're put on this pedestal because they have guys like RJ Barrett and they have Cam Reddish and and you got Trey Jones and you got Zion. Whoop-de-doo. You can't get the job done. And I think that's kind of where we're both at on that. Is if you're gonna hype a team up like that, you better make sure they know how to get the job done. Otherwise, it's gonna come back to, to nip you in the butt. For sure. And they just can't get it done. No, yeah, for sure. It's I think it's definitely a thing and Again, it's just, you know, I don't think really anybody could say we're just being home team homers here. I mean, Michigan is 17-0. and They have looked like the best team in the country. I mean, some people say because they played a little bit weak against some of the teams over the month of December that that might be the one reason they're actually not the best. Whenever a big team comes into Chrysler Arena, I mean, anybody that has a national ranking next to their name, Michigan basically says, yeah, we're going to go play basketball today. And that's just kind of what it's been. They've, they've blown teams out. They've taken care of business. And I definitely think that Michigan State's – right behind them. I mean, they might not be the exact second best team in the country, but they're definitely a top five team in my opinion now. And they're definitely creeping towards that top three. They're not far away from it. They're becoming a better team every game they play. And I don't see them slowing down either. So yes, this is creating the hype for a matchup. I'm not going, I'm not going full homer either. That's the thing. I'm not this, I'm not trying to be this homegrown, you know, Michigan brand kid. No, that's not what it's about. 17 and 0, like you said, I mean, if they, if they had, if they had five, six losses, I would tell you that they sucked. Yeah. I would. Michigan football, disappointment. Yeah. Disappointment. Yeah. 17 and 0. You can't really speak negatively John on B-line 17 and 0. John Beeline, it seems like Tom Izzo's got his guys going in the right direction, too. So there's a lot of hype building up. <clears throat> I think we're excited to see where it goes. And these two teams definitely have an argument to say that they're the best two teams in the country, I think, without a question. Um, but. Talking about the best four teams left in football right now, I think they left no doubt that they are, um, is definitely the the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Rams, and Saints, all winners of last weekend. Sending home some of the teams that were really, I mean, really, the way you look at it is when you when you went into this weekend, it was kind of like the teams that were the the hype trains all season and the four teams that I just listed against the, t- the teams like Dallas, Philly, the Colts, teams that came up and built up momentum going into the playoffs. Chargers were a pretty good team all year. But other than that, you know, they, they were teams that just kind of built up like hype going to the playoffs like, Oh God, these guys are riding momentum. Like, which one of them is it going to be that's going to take down one of the big dogs and like make it to the, you know, make it interesting, make it a championship weekend and see if they can maybe, you know, pull off a, simply a momentum win for a Super Bowl is basically what you kind of would have thought of it as. And instead, the teams that were supposed to win really took care of business like they were supposed to. You got a couple of one and two seeds going in. Is there really anything that surprised you in, in any of those games that happened last weekend that you thought, I really thought this team was going to win and pull it off and they didn't? Yeah, you know, not really. That's kind of the that's kind of the thing that jumps out to me. I mean, looking at last weekend, Rams Cowboys. You expect the Rams; they've been great all season. Saints Eagles. Who do you expect? You expect the Saints. Duh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about duh though. Philly, Philly's team that won it last year. They won in a crazy game against. They they won to get themselves in the playoffs. They won against a 
a crazy missed field yeah, goal against Drew the Bears, who was a much better team level. than them. Drew Brees is on a only whole that game other by, level. Only won that game by six points. I know, but I wasn't shocked. I would have been more shocked I mean, yeah, to see the I'm Eagles not, won. I, I predicted the Eagles to win, so I got an argument with you there. I, I just think that Nick Foles has been a guy that has showed up in the moment, and he's won games, and I really thought he was going to get the job done. Drew Brees, kind of the opposite in the playoffs in his, in his past. He really hasn't been a guy that gets the job done and gets the wins when they need to. So, Chargers-Patriots. Like Patriots win. Not really shocked, dude. Tom Brady, it's playoff <laughs> hey, time. But a lot of people apparently were, so. It's just, that, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sorry, either, but I'm but not. I, I picked the Patriots to win that Ch- game. Chiefs, Chiefs-Colts. Okay, honestly, Honestly, I'm going to be so real right now. The Colts offense sucks. Okay, that that was a horrific performance. Yeah. Okay, the defense kept them in that game. The Colts got if as far you'd as even they say could. that they were kept in the game. Offense was terrible. Chiefs, no doubt about it. Moving on. I, none of these games surprised me. The the better team on paper won. I don't really care about on field. I understand the momentum and I, I get how that works. But on paper, the better team won. Every single game this weekend. Yeah, for on sure. On paper. No, no, for sure. I mean, hands down, these are the teams all season, like I said, that were supposed to be the teams that won. They did. So what matters is 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 January 20th. You got two games, and what happens? You got Pats, Chiefs, Hang on, and you buddy. got Rams, Saints. Hang on, buddy. I have my, I have my point to say there. You're moving, oh, on, you're moving on too quick for me. Oh, jeez. All I'm saying is there's definitely some of these teams that could have won these games. And the Chargers were a team all season that they looked really good. I mean, what did they finish with? 13 wins this year? I mean, before the playoffs, the 12 or 13 wins, something like that. I mean, they, they were a team that could have beat the Patriots. The Patriots weren't much better than them if they even were better. I mean, they didn't even get the one C this year. So I could have seen where people could have thought that could have went the other way. The Colts and Chiefs, I didn't see that. I didn't understand how people thought that Indianapolis was going to keep riding the Cinderella train in because they weren't that yeah, good. Andrew Luck. Yeah, they, they came up from the middle of the year. Like, okay, like they, they were good, sure, whatever. Eric but Ebron. Exactly. Dallas against the Rams. Come on. The Rams have been the team all year that people were like, this team is seriously dominant. Is anybody really going to beat them? Um, and if anybody, I thought it was going to be the Chiefs, and they, and they couldn't even get the job done. So, yeah, sure, Dallas did make it interesting. They only lost by eight points, and that, that impressed me in itself. But I definitely thought the Rams were going to win that game. But like I said, I, I predict Philly to beat the Saints. I, Drew Brees, I've seen him choke time and time again in the playoffs when he's had to win, except, honestly, the one time I remember seeing the guy win a playoff game was against the Lions the first year they made it in forever. That's just because, I mean, they played against a pretty easy opponent to beat. So, that, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Who? The Detroit Lions. Yeah, that, that happened. But. Okay, so now we can move into your weekend. I just want to give those teams a little bit of credit because some of them I think were a little bit better than you're saying. Just saying they're saying they're nobodies that they couldn't that they couldn't have won. Like they were there for a reason. Eh. Philly Philly just won the Super Bowl last year. That's a team that has the corpse of winning a Super Bowl, and they honestly added more to their roster. So I mean, it's kind of surprising that they weren't as good as they. They were in the past. They, they shouldn't have even beat the Bears, though. I know they shouldn't have. The Bears were the, the, the better team on paper, but they didn't win that game. So, and then they had home field advantage and everything. I thought the Eagles were riding this. You know, we're the bandits. We come in on the road and take your win from you. I thought they were going to be able to do that again, but didn't happen. Thank you. Next. So here you go. You got the Saints, got the Rams, you got the Chiefs, and you got the, the Patriots. I mean, really, when you came into the year, at least midway through the season, when you started to see where the tide was turning. These are the matchups you probably expected to see if you had to just predict it by the paper. Who do you want? Who do you want? Like, just oh, off man, the, who do I want? That is not, tough. Not, not, off, not off who you think, but who do you want? Because for me, Oof. for me, I want the Patriots and the Saints. I want to see Tom Brady and Drew Brees duel it out in, in the most important game of the entire season. That's what I want to see. And maybe, maybe not for Tom, but for Drew Brees, maybe the most important game of his career. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's what I want to see, for sure. Yeah, no, you? I, yeah, no. I, I think honestly, and I know, I know, I know. Goff has a great story. I know Patrick McCombs has a great story, but still, it's just a classic Tom Brady, Drew Brees. That 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 would be that'd be awesome for me. For you, yeah, for sure. I, I see that. I'm, 
I hate to be a guy that decides the and, and does that because I I really wouldn't mind to see the other matchup. Like I w- I would like to see the Chiefs and Rams go at it. I mean that was a great game. That was the best game in the NFL earlier this year. It was fantastic, and they might just be the best two teams in the league. We don't really know yet, but. Yeah, I'd probably side towards the Saints and Patriots as well, just because I'd rather see that matchup because of what you just said. That's two quarterbacks that have been dynamic for so long. I can't recall really ever seeing that matchup very often between those two. So, yeah, it'd be really cool to see them go at it um, on the highest stage possible in football. So, yeah, that, that's definitely where I'm at. But I definitely would not mind to see the Rams. If you, if you watch that game on that Monday night, that was that that is probably the best game I have seen in the NFL in a long time. That was, I mean, the, the, even though there were so many points, there was still defense. Like they were scoring on defense and making plays to change the game. Like it was just phenomenal all the way through. It was just a pure good football game. Now the question is, who do you think gets there? I understand who you want, but who do you think? For me, Patriots Rams. But I don't know about you. For me, Chiefs and Rams. That's what I really think is gonna happen. I think the Patriots are gonna lose this weekend. I think the Chiefs are a really good team at home. I think the Patrick Mahomes finally gets the big win. That's kind of what what he struggled with is when he needs to get a win. He doesn't really get the job mm-hmm. done. He's been, it's been shown to do that this year. I think he gets it in this game and you know, I don't, I don't want to discredit Tom Brady and what he's done there or anything like that. I'm just saying, I think that Patrick Mahomes has enough weapons in that team. I think they just have more weapons than the Patriots this year. And who wins it in the Super Bowl? Uh, Between your pick oh, man. I, Rams, I, I, I would go with the Rams. I think Rams the best overall complete team in the league this year. They're probably my Super Bowl champion. I'll take the Rams over the Patriots. That's my prediction. Book it for sure. All right, let's wrap up the podcast now with our stud and duds this week. Evan, who's your stud? Yeah, my stud this week is actually a CMU graduate, Matt Shepard. He graduated from Central Michigan in 1988, got his degree in broadcasting. He was just hired as the new TV play-by-play broadcaster for the Detroit Tigers on Fox Sports Detroit. So just kind of giving a little bit of love to Shep as he's been doing some, some awesome things in the industry since he's left CMU, but still really cool to see a Chippewa, you know, get on it with such a great position. For sure. Now, my my stud this week is uh, is Tom Brady for the comments that he made after the game when he was getting interviewed by the TV announcer, kind of asked them about, you know, what, what they think about next weekend or whatever. He's like, well, you know, I'm sure that everybody else will pick against us just because, you know, they think we suck. So, you know, everybody says we suck. I thought that was kind of funny because it's like they're still just as good as they've been pretty much. I mean, with a couple maybe more bumps around the road, and it's like, for some reason, even when they struggle in the regular season, everybody still picks against the Patriots in the playoffs, and time and time again, they proved them wrong. We'll see if they can prove me wrong again this weekend, and I give Tom Brady a lot of credit for just kind of coming out and saying I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Evan, who's your dud? Yeah, my dud is Kareem Hunt. I know you're, gonna, you're, you're thinking in your head, dude, you're a couple, you're, you're, you're a month or a month or two late. I get it, but kind of a new dud angle. Your team is about to be competing for a Super Bowl. I mean, they are one win away from playing in the biggest game of the season. And that would have been the biggest game of Kareem Hunt's career. But he had to kick the girl. He had to do, you know, he had to do what he did. And he had to he had to do his thing and, and whatever. But man, talk about a missed opportunity. For such a silly, stupid mistake. That's it right there, man. He had the chance to play for a Super Bowl and it's down the drain. For sure, yeah. It definitely is. That's definitely a dud thing. I, we already talked about this in the podcast, but I'm just going to give it to him. Duke, they're my dud. I mean, again, you go into a game like that where you're at home, a place where you usually don't lose, and you have a very good reputation of winning. To be able to lose that game and, and kind of drop your number one spot and really make you know people start to question, like, oh, was this all just hype or really that good? They got a lot to prove now, in my opinion. So 
yeah, they're definitely my dud for losing to Syracuse and underranked team at home. But that'll wrap it up for this week on the po- on the podcast of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Make sure you guys keep listening and find it on CM Life, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. So for Evan, I'm Andy. We'll talk to you next time. I was just so far from here, focused on my own way, with never looking back.